Hello everybody. Hello, hello, hello. My name's Luke. My name's Hooky. And welcome to episode 20 of The Naked Student. So, Ross, why did we set up The Naked Student podcast? That's an astonishingly good question, Luke. Thank you very much. Let me tell you, we want to offer a stripped-back approach to student life and to also discuss the problems that all young people face. Yeah, look, we face most of these topics and we understand and we just want to make it a bit more accessible for younger people. Beautifully worded. So eloquent. Do you want to give them our email address? Uh, yes, I would like to do that. It is the naked student at cludle, K L O D L E dot com. And yeah, we'd love some feedback over email to this episode because I think the stuff that we're going to cover is quite heavy and I think a lot of people will, it will resonate, you know, with a lot of people basically. And uh, I think that's the best way to contact us properly yeah instagram's yeah. good for or, minor yeah. interaction but if you know you have a proper a message or a question yeah follow up or something you want discussing in the podcast yeah uh hit us up on the email so today we're joined by elsa hello welcome to the podcast elsa thank you uh do you want to just introduce mm-hmm. yourself a little bit just to our listeners yeah um so i'm originally from Droylston, that's where i grew up i live in ashton at the moment with my dad um so at the minute I'm working as a solicitor in commercial property in Manchester at a firm called Articus Law. Nice. So yeah, that's that's very me. nice. Beautiful stuff. Uh, I just want to outline very quickly what yeah, we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, mate, go for it. Um, so yeah, basically for the first half of the discussion, we're going to talk a bit about yourself, your personal life, growing up, and the challenges that you may have had to face. Yeah. I think that will resonate with a lot of people. And then that'll take us through, obviously, to pointless facts. Pointless facts. And I think we're all going to do one. Day. Day. Uh, yeah, I believe so. So that's something to look forward to. And then yeah. that'll break it up nicely. In the second half, we're going to talk more about your profession, the legal world, issues with you know, with class that yeah. are probably present, mm. maybe being a, a woman in that profession as well. So that'll be two nice, pretty separate things to talk yeah. about uh, for our listeners. So should we get started? Yeah. Sure. Let's go for it. Could you please discuss or let us know a little bit about the challenges that you've had to face growing up? Yeah, so when I was younger, when I was about 13, um, my mum and dad split up and got a divorce, which I found really tough and didn't really deal with it very well. Um, To this day, I don't think I have dealt with it very well. Um, Mm. And it, you know, it really did affect me growing up with my relationships with people um, and, yeah, so I just... So is this still whilst you were at school? Yeah, so I was so at that's school. that's quite a young age, isn't it, 13? Yeah, I think 13 is a very vulnerable age, to be mm. honest. Like, you're just growing up, you just... You kind of just don't acknowledge it, you do you? thinking about yeah. the world a bit more. It's yeah. not just running around like a headless chicken mm. and just enjoying everything. It's like you suddenly start to grow up yeah. from that age, don't you? So yeah, definitely. So it's a milestone, you know, it's... It was the teenage years, yeah, yeah. Teenage, teenage years. Yeah. So that is a, a difficult thing to have to deal with, mm. and it's something that a lot of people have to deal with. This is the, mm. the quite yeah. sad thing. Yeah. Is divorce is quite common. Yeah. So I, I mean, what types of things did you did you did you do to cope with that sort of pain? Um, well, my problem was that I didn't deal with it. In all honesty, like I got offered counselling sessions at school which I didn't take because I just felt like that was acknowledging the fact that it actually happened, mm. um, which in hindsight I probably should have because I feel like that would have really helped me talking about it. 
because my main issue is that I don't talk about my emotions. I keep it all to myself. And then it just comes out in, like, different ways, which isn't, like, the healthiest yeah. way. Did you, confide, did you confide in anyone at all? So family or friends rather um, than the council? No, not really. I, don't, I spoke to some friends, but I don't think I really went into too much detail about it because cause I wasn't dealing with it myself. I mm. felt like I didn't want to burden anyone else. Yeah, yeah, I get it. that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I find that interesting, but, like, could I ask, sort of, yeah, just why didn't you want to talk about it you know do you know why you didn't want to I think that it's the whole acknowledging that it's actually real and that it's happened and I think that I don't like to get upset and talk about my emotions because I feel like that's weak and right you have to be strong yeah I feel like I have to be I feel like I want to be a strong person and if I'm like if I'm doing that and I'm talking about the divorce then I'd just end up getting upset and I'd just get embarrassed. I don't like, mm. I don't like, like getting emotional in front of people. Yes, yeah, fairly yeah. common for a lot of people. I, with yeah, teenagers. I definitely like that. Yeah. Burdening yeah, people with your issues for me is thing, a big. Like, yeah. uh, you know, it's like, oh, I wish I didn't do that, and then mm. you think they, you know, are you okay? And yeah. maybe when you don't want them to be like that, so yeah. when you go out and they say, are you okay? You don't want them to bring it up potentially. Yeah. So because that's probably worse. Like because that is the question. Like if you're not, if you're in a bad like frame of mind and then someone says are you okay and and addresses that yeah. then that would set me off that annoys me when people yeah. are like because then it okay? makes me like that, like, that, that would make okay? me upset yeah. yeah you think you're acting a bit yeah. off even though you might not be but I think that's interesting what you said about being perceived as weak mm-hmm. I think that's something that a lot of people can understand you know I've I've been there in terms of you feel weak it's not yeah. just applicable to males is mm. you know it's applicable to everyone you know usually people like toxic masculinity and mm-hmm. yeah. men you know manhood again but it's applicable to to women as well basically yeah. that feeling of of do you say helplessness or yeah or? like I'm so I'm not a very emotional person like I'm well known within my like friendship group that they're all a very huggy people and like tell each other they love each other and I'm really not like that like I don't yeah I'm just I don't know why I'm just not an affectionate person at all mm. which I think is what is a result of yeah of, what were you kinda, before I was going to say before I, yeah I, th- I, would, I would say I was before like definitely more affectionate mm. but I feel like it kind of just shut me off a little bit like you know like you don't want to let someone in in case yeah, in course. case you get do you think hurt. if you had the chance maybe to go back and change anything would you change anything of how you dealt with it or reacted to it or would you just do the same thing would you would you teach yourself anything I think I would have done the counselling that school offered because I feel that would have okay. really benefited me. Yeah, yeah. Because I have enough. realised now that talking about it is the most, like, is the best thing that you can do. If you're going through something, like mm. talking to someone and getting it out there yeah. and d- dealing with it with someone else, it just makes you feel better. Do you talk to friends? Or, like, do you, do you ever talk to friends about, it? like, not just the divorce, but about if you're feeling a bit sad one day about anything? Or do you still not really disclose that sort of information. Yes, I would say I don't really talk to anyone about stuff like that. Do you that. think you will going forward now I think now I'm going to consciously try, try mm. and do that. Like, not, more recently actually, like, I've started suffering with um, anxiety and panic attacks and stuff. And I remember I was in the car with my friend and I had a panic attack and I didn't tell her, I just had it, like, internally. Because I felt like I didn't want to burden her with it. So with a panic attack, could you just describe what sort of things you'd have to deal with? So it's like you start getting like a really fast heartbeat, 
clammy hands and you get this like overwhelming fear of something really bad happening like you can't breathe like it's it, it's hard to describe it really but you do, you know when it's going to happen but I just felt like I couldn't I couldn't tell her not because of how she would have reacted but just because I don't just like, that's who you are yeah, in that sense yeah and I, I think a lot of people are like that I used to be like that a lot mm-hmm. and We'll go into this in further detail along the line, and obviously me and Luke have been through something, and I didn't deal with that at the time, because yeah. I was like, yeah, I didn't want to burden people, I didn't want people to maybe ask if I was okay all the time, and yeah, yeah I think it's a common thing, and I've I've learned since doing homeopathy, for example, that it is good to talk about it. What is that? It's what um, is. it's like a different, it's like a natural. Uh, alternative to medicine like alternative medicine that they get to the root of your issues mm. so people might have some problems that they don't know where they're coming from for example but homeopathy they get to the bottom of it and you get get down there and you work your way back up so it might yeah. be something that triggers you maybe that you would never have thought about and it's it's quite an interesting thing yeah, so it's a different good. approach and they tend not to cover it up so medicine i think a lot of the time covers up the problems yeah but they don't get to the bottom of it so yeah. i believe that you need to actually get to the bottom of it yeah, and sort it out from there yeah. and then grow upwards so uh, my godmother's uh, symbol is a tree for example so you got the roots and mm. you grow out so yeah it's quite interesting but that well, i've discussed that another time yeah may i ask did you ever turn to things such as drinking yeah, so when I was, obviously when I was, um, when it happened, I was only 13, but looking back, it does sound really bad, but that's when I did start, like, drinking when I was younger, living my friends, like, when I used to hang around on the streets and stuff. Um, but yeah, like, I've done a bit of research, and it is really common for when it does happen to kids when they're younger, they do tend to, like, misbehave, like, by drinking or doing stuff like shoplifting, um just, you know, like, not being very nice to family members and stuff like that, like, I definitely did do, like, a few of those things. And looking back now, I was quite, like, quite bad when I was younger. Yeah. Um, but you're not like that anymore. No, no, I'm perfect now. <laughs> <laughs> but you always learn over yeah, time. It takes definitely. years. This is the other thing. I think people always look for a quick fix. They think, oh, I'll read that self-help book and then... I'll implement it and everything will change straight yeah. away. But it's it takes years yeah, it's not to mean. overcome really difficult situations. I, I think when you're younger, if you're aware of the fact that small things every day make a real difference, mm. you know, if you say, right, you know, I want to I want to deal with this big issue in my life, so I want to change a habit that I have. So mm-hmm. I don't know, going to bed earlier. You know, sleeping really helps with a lot of things. So if you say, right, I'm going to start doing that. You know, you do it once, nothing mm. will change. You do it every day for a month yeah. and you mm. see this big positive change in your life and that's how you deal yeah. with things in a positive way. Yeah. But people want the quick fix. People it's having drink. The, yeah. You, yeah. Know? you have to stick to that. It's not like, oh, I'll go to bed early yeah. one night. Yeah. If you really want to change, you have to do it repeatedly. But that'll only happen years yeah. after the yeah. event. This is the other thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm currently going through the process and it's taken me the best part of two years to even start thinking about yeah. getting uh, you know being productive and be, you know bettering myself rather than short-term fixes you yeah. know? Mm. so I think that's that's really interesting uh what you, you know what you've been saying and yeah. the fact that that's how people deal with it a lot of the time uh by turning maybe to, to drinking a bit more than they usually would 
What's interesting, I, I read some stats uh, a few weeks ago. So it was, this is from the Office of National Statistics, ONS, uh, and they estimated in 2018 that 42% of marriages in England and Wales end in divorce. Blimey. 42%. Yeah. That, that is I awesome. just I would have estimated 20%, mm. and that's still quite a lot. nearly half, isn't it? 42% of marriages. Yeah. See, when you're going so, through it, you think you're the only person. Nah. It's like, that's happened to, like, none of my friends have been through the same thing, so it did, obviously, hearing that figure, yeah. it's just, it really, like, actually resonates yeah. how how common it is. Mm. And it's more common nowadays than it was when, I, when it happened to me when I was younger. Do you think that's because... The role of social media, perhaps. I would think. I think social media influences a lot of yeah. breakups. Yeah, well, even in relationships, yeah. even if you're not married, I know. Well, I know a lot of friends that have always been in a bit of trouble because of an Instagram story or a Snapchat yeah. story. Like we said earlier, you know, Snap Maps. Yeah. It's quite a big one. It um, is, yeah. You can like monitor where yeah, someone you can see is. Where everyone, yeah, you can see where they and are. And Love Island, Love Island shows like like Love Island where it's always. Short, you know, short relationships. So you know, they drop the L bomb mm. after one day. I love mm. you. I love you, and then suddenly break up when there's a, a minor hiccup. Yeah. And this sort of effect that it's having on younger generations is it, bad. I yeah. think I watch it, and people are like you're reading too deeply into it. But I just really don't think that I am. I know you, you watch don't. That. I know you don't like it. Do yeah, you? because I think it doesn't affect some people because they take it at face value. They know it's TV. But if you're younger. Mm. And you're impressionable, yeah. And you don't really understand it properly mm. as just being fake. You yeah. might think it's it's real, and that's what relationships are like. The minute something bad happens, yeah. you discard it yeah. all. And this is where I'm worried. Is that going to improve? That yeah. is an alarming statistic. Forty mm. well, percent. I, I did learn something from Love Island. Always stay true to yourself. <laughs> and is that what they do? <laughs> yes. Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. But that's what Jordan said anyway. <laughs> Anyway, you really did on. watch it a lot, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Jordan's local, lad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what, what's his... can't remember what his car is like. Yeah, he's from Sale, so... can't remember his second name. I don't know what you mean. Anyway, that was ages ago. Right, so... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> enough, of, enough of that terrible show. <laughs> so I just want to bring it back to... just dealing with divorce. Yeah. Can I ask you what your relationship's like with your parents? Yeah, so I, I do have a good relationship with both of them. So I am lucky that... Because obviously, for some people, when the parents get divorced, they don't see one of them or one of them moves away or something like that. But I've always stayed close to both my mum and my dad. Um, I lived with my mum for a bit afterwards, but then I moved out when I was about 18 and now I live with my dad, just me and him. And you have a younger sister, right? Yeah. And she lives with your mum. Yeah. And, and, and she dealt with... The divorce in a similar way or a very different way? I think she dealt with it in a completely different way because she would have been 10. So I think less aware of what was actually going on. I mean, obviously she would, she knew what was going on, but I think I just took it a lot harder than she did. Um, she's, obviously, she still lives at home with my mum. She's really close with my mum. But yeah, I, think, I don't think she has been affected as, as much as I have, to be honest. Do you think that's because she was younger when it happened? I think so, yeah. To be yeah. fair, I've not really, we've never really spoke about it at all. Like how y- you and your sister no. haven't ever. No, that's interesting. Because yeah. I thought that would be, you know, from the outside looking in, that would be your first point of contact. Yeah, because you both gone through it. But I suppose yeah. that 
difference in age is is so important. Yeah. Okay, that is yeah, mm. that is that is that is interesting. I suppose we should stop the conversation there uh, for now to do our pointless facts. Yeah. Oh, I've almost forgotten about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that that's a nice place to stop uh, that conversation. Yeah. So, without further ado, pointless point fact point. of the day. So, the guest can lead. Oh, what is your pointless fact? Okay, so mine's a guessing one. So I'm going to ask you to guess what the word is that describes the fear of beards. The fear of beards. Beard, yeah. You definitely won't be having that in this room. Beardophobia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know this. I know this. Do you actually know? Yeah, it? I do. Stubblephobia. No. <laughs> oh. Mustachephobia. No. Uh, that's not a is it? Follicle. Like a... It's an actual phobia. It's what? It's it's an actual phobia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it end in the word phobia? Yeah, yeah it ends in phobia. So follicle phobia. No. Does it begin with an F? No. An A. A. <laughs> no. C. D. Oh, I actually don't know how you say it, but it's pogonophobia. 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 Pogon- yeah. Oh, that went well. Well, yeah. Well, luckily, yeah, you won't be dealing with that issue <laughs> in this room, as we say, because there's a distinct. Uh, like, well, sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm an avid stubble grower. Thank you. Uh, do you want to go next, Luke? No, you go next. <laughs> okay, so I think most people know this, and I think you all have heard this before. So statistically, you're more likely to die on the way to buy a lottery ticket than you are to win the lottery itself. And I think that's a well-known fact, but I enjoy that. Oh, wow, that is good. You didn't listen to that, did you? <laughs> you did not hear that. <laughs> Can you say that again, please? You did hear what? <laughs> I'm not repeating it, you go. I'll listen the listeners to that. will have heard it. You just, <laughs> well, yeah. It was probably very good. So, <laughs> my, my pointless fact is, yeah. Um, so nice. this That's is it. known. Uh, is our pointless fact of the day. <laughs> this is known as the Pinocchio paradox. So, if Pinocchio says my nose will grow now, it would cause a paradox. Oh. Pinocchio's nose would have to grow to make his statement not a lie. But then it cannot grow, otherwise the statement would not be a lie. Interesting. Nice. I don't really get that. I lost track. She wants to think about. Uh, it sounds good though. So if someone, I'm sure someone will be like, "Wow, profound." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You lost me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So that concludes pointless fact of the day. <laughs> Thought you were gonna leave me completely. <laughs> so we spoke about divorce. Yeah. And how people, how teenagers deal with difficult situations sometimes. So for the second half, let's talk more about your professional life. You yeah. are a solicitor. I, I suppose, could you, just before we delve into what we said at the start with issues of, of class, possibly, could you tell us just how you actually became a solicitor? To be honest, there's not one point in my life where I thought, this is what I want to do. I kind of just fell into it. So when I started college, obviously law was one of the options and I chose it and I ended up being really good at it and I really enjoyed it. So from then on, I was just like, this is just the natural thing to do. Nice. And I felt like uni was always something that I knew I wanted to go to uni, but obviously when I was in school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Hmm. And I, I did feel like it was expected of me as well to go to uni because I was the first person in the family to go to uni. Right, okay. Um, so yeah, so I just kind of fell into it. So I went to uni, then I did the legal practice course 
and then and then I got the training contract. Right. Wow. And you okay? So you've been doing that for what? How many years now? Then I think it's seven years. I think it takes. Yeah. So it's quite a lot. <laughs> okay. That yeah. is. Uh, so it's like a not a short becoming a doctor. Yeah. Wow. That is so impressive. has yeah. there been a point though when you thought actually I don't want to do this or why am I doing this? There's yeah I've had I've had those thoughts a few times because I think everyone does like have a bit of a yeah crisis at some yeah, point yeah when you've got an exam or something yeah like, oh, why am I doing this but are you yeah. enjoying it though yeah I love my job mm. yeah I'm really lucky that I do work with people who are classes friends like yeah obviously I think the main thing about your job is that you need to enjoy who you're working with because it makes such a difference yeah you're telling me <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love everyone I work with yeah so you know let's inspect this a bit more than issues with class you've you've mentioned it to me so do you think people have ever said comments to you uh about having maybe an accent that isn't you know, often connected to the profession mm. of law yeah um i have experienced it a bit during the lpc um so the people that i was in like a group with they were all quite um not not posh, but like well spoken. Not like me. Obviously, they would they would comment on the fact that my accent was quite mank. They mm. weren't from the area. They were from like Cheshire. A couple of them, um, and they always used to have this impression on me that I wouldn't work as hard as them. I don't know why. That might have just been in my head, but I felt like that was what they thought. And um, it was good though because on the results day, I ended up getting better than them all. I got a distinction, and they that's amazing. Smashed it. Smashed it. <laughs> smashed it. Did, did anyone ever actually say? anything specifically to you or was it like one incident and then that stuck in your head and then you thought everyone was thinking that I can't really remember but I think during in my in my jobs where I've had it where people I've worked with have kind of said like you need to speak properly like you can't be a solicitor and not pronounce your t's like you've got to speak properly when you're in court and stuff um I have obviously when I have been to court previously I've been to court a few times and obviously you do talk properly. I'm not mm. going to go in court and start yeah, and talking. Swearing, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just, that's just common sense. Like you don't, yeah. you've got to adjust to your environment. But So when yeah. people have um, said something, do you take it to heart or do you just laugh it off? No, I don't take it to heart. I'm proud, of, I'm proud yeah. of having a mind. Should be. That's yeah. good. Should I like to hear that. Because <laughs> if everyone had this boring uniform, Southern accent, then mm-hmm. there'd be no beauty in this country the yeah. whole point is that it's a part of your identity isn't yeah it? Definitely. So, i think it makes me more approachable and i think clients would like it more that i'm more of like a down-to-earth person like yeah, i'm not definitely yeah just like more more like them if you know what i mean like more mm. like the normal working person the northern accent is more trustworthy I think. yeah you feel more trusting i think i am yeah <laughs> i hope you are <laughs> yeah. so you said you went to you work in Manchester. What's yeah. it like working in Manchester? Yeah, I love working in Manchester, yeah. It's just Have it's, you ever considered working in London? No, never. No. Okay. I don't know why. I just think that it would be really scary for me to move far away yeah. from friends. Like, I like being at home, mm. like, having my friends around me. And I'm lucky that, because um, London is really competitive. And yeah. I'm really lucky that I didn't have to go through the whole, like, training application, um, training contracts applications because I know a lot of people struggle yeah. and have to make loads of applications and get rejected a lot but I literally I didn't make one application I just literally went for an interview and they offered me the job Blimey how was the interview is it 
It was more like an. Well, I was under the impression it was going to be like an informal chat, which yeah. it kind of was. Um, but I think it just went really well. I, I, have, I am lucky, but I like to think that they obviously saw potential in me as well. Yeah, definitely. I get I get super nervous when I do interviews, and I yeah. can't really hack it. Um, also, we wanted to we wanted to touch on um, the school that you went to. Oh yeah. Uh, and you went to state school, didn't you? Yeah. I uh, was just wondering what your experience with that was and then going to uni, for example. Um, well, I really enjoyed school. Like, for some people, some people hated school, but school was, like, the best years of my life. Mm. I went to an all-girls school in Drylston, um, and I loved it. Like, I still... My friendship group, we all went to the same school, and I think we'll be friends for life, to be honest. Like, some people don't speak to their friends, though, from school, and but I think we've got a really good, like, friendship yeah. group. Would you yeah. prefer it if you had boys at school, though? No. I liked that it was just girls. You I think did. I would have that would have distracted a lot of people. I think like the main focus in school for us was like just being mates and just having a laugh and stuff. But I think if boys were there, it would have kind of distracted us. Do you think bit. that would have been yeah. the main focus yeah. rather than learning? Yeah. So I, Interesting. I, I moved from an old boys' school to a mixed school, mm-hmm. and it was quite a nice sense because the boys' school was quite intense yeah. and obviously having a comparative, because not a lot of people actually move school. Yeah. So you can't really compare them, but I was, I guess, lucky enough to compare them both and it was a bit more chilled out. Saying that, there's pros and cons. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, I would imagine there would be, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed school, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. And from school, you went to uni? Yeah. And you went to uni yeah. locally? Yeah, I went to Man- Manchester Metropolitan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, did you, you lived at home? Yeah, I stayed at home. And, and do you, you know, with, Reflecting upon that, I suppose, would you prefer to go further afield? Um, I think I, I did. I thought about this the other day, actually, when I was listening to your last podcast, um, and was thinking that I think if I did it again, I would move away because mm. I felt like I didn't really get stuck into student life as much as I would have liked to because I was at yeah. home and obviously and I didn't live with people. You're in a long term relationship. Yeah, I was in a well. long term relationship, yeah. so I feel like that was another reason why I didn't really get stuck into it properly as well. Yeah. Because um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I knew I knew a few people at uni who were in long term relationships, and um, a lot of them ended by Christmas. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's that classic, you know, we try it out and yeah, give it, it till out. Christmas. Yeah, so they tended to be a bit I don't know not shy but didn't come out as much and stuff and yeah. seeing girlfriends and boyfriends but it's it's difficult to balance though isn't it yeah I mean obviously at the time I didn't see it as an issue but yeah I mean it's not yeah. it's not an it's issue not, yeah but yeah. I'm just saying, like if I did it again I would I would have moved away I think mm. just to sort of bring it back to school I wanted to ask you a question that I've, I've I asked in the previous podcast which is do you think you had to work harder at school to achieve the same that or, yeah, to, to to get to where you are than someone who, who went to a private school? Mm, to be honest with you, I think that I've not really... I mean, I've worked hard, but I feel like it's come quite easy to me. Like, I'm good at... For exams, for example, I'm good at just literally cramming everything in and just regurgitating on a piece of paper mm. and then just forgetting about it straight away. But it was just like the prejudice. You think there is prejudice? I don't feel like there was, no. You didn't? I don't know. I didn't feel like I was okay. in competition with anyone who went to a private school. I felt like I was just as good as anyone that went to mm-hmm. a private school. Okay, that's really, yeah, it's really yeah, interesting because I just didn't know in the, in, the, in the legal world, especially mm-hmm. if there was this bias against state school. I've never, I've never experienced it myself. Obviously, I think that might be more common maybe in, in London or something like that, but 
I don't know. I feel like I've had the same opportunities that anyone else would have. I think because I've had more actual working experience. Like, I, I started working in a law firm when I was in second year uni. And obviously a lot of people wouldn't have done that. Yeah. So they've not got the same experience that I yeah. would have had at that point. So you had like a head start in yeah. a sense. Yeah, because needing experience is one of the key things, yeah. isn't it? because education is not everything. Factors. Like, you could be exactly. smart as anything, but you, if you can't do the job... You can't deal with people and you yeah. can't... That, yeah, that's yeah, the thing. You've got to be a people person to mm. be a solicitor. Like, you need to be able to... Different speak situations. Speak to different levels of people. Yeah, different pressures. Why law? <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> Um, two, two you, you can you can you can think about. I the think answer. it's just it sounds good to people. Like obviously, when I was choosing it at college, I thought that sounds good. Like lawyers get paid a lot of money, and like that's yes. what I want to aim to be. That's what I want to aim to do. Like I want to earn a lot of money, but it was just a, a bonus that I'm actually good at it. Is which is good, and I enjoy it. So yeah, yeah. that's the. Per- I didn't. It, it, so I know I sprung that upon you pretty quickly there but I'm just I just don't know if some people choose law because they actually enjoy it or because it sounds good yeah I think think a lot of people make Mm. a decision based upon a profession sounding good yeah just looking good yeah my my sister she she's a lawyer and she decided that when she was like 14 15 yeah I don't I don't remember deciding and just stuck with it and then went through uni and yeah Yeah. so that was from a young age it's just so broad there's just so many different routes that you can do like in law that you know, you you could do like, for example, property, which I really mm, enjoy. You could yeah. do litigation, family employment. Yeah. There's just so many different things she, that you uh, can do. She does commercial, so she was saying that she tried four different areas, yeah. and then you can choose. And I think yeah. that's really good to have. Yeah, it's good because you you might mm. find that you enjoy something that you never would have yeah. thought if you'd not tried it. So mm, and when you enjoy it, you're probably more efficient and yeah. better at it, aren't you? So Definitely. So, yeah, really nice. with, yeah, with law, as they work really hard as a baseline mm-hmm. and try and get involved as young as you possibly can. Yeah, I would say get the experience, experience in. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And that's how you separate yourself from what yeah. is already quite a saturated market in terms yeah. of it's competitive yeah. as it is, insert yeah. expletive here. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> tough. And that's why it's so impressive what you've done, you know? That is it is amazing to hear it from you, and I, I think that's why we've really appreciated you coming on because your perspective is very different to both of ours, mm-hmm. and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get our listeners to, yeah, not to not to hear our perspective because we we have this unconscious bias sometimes. Yeah. You can only yeah. often see the world mm-hmm. from your own point of view. Yeah. So thank you so much yeah. for for just for yeah telling I'm, us about your no comments. I think we're quite boring, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> you know, enough of us. <laughs> yeah uh well i think uh, that's a, a really you. nice place to, to to conclude our chat and we want well what's the suggestion we always have our zany uh, thing of the day if you will and the guest always leads that so what is it i'm panicking a bit okay. <laughs> okay so mine is if you this is quite this is quite bleak actually if you was on death row mm-hmm. what would your last meal be Ooh. Okay. So who wants to go first? You. Me? Oh, no. See, I'd have multiple meals. I'd ask for everything. You cheated. Think, that's cheating. I think it's got to be... But, okay, I've got to go for a Mackey's. See, I thought that to myself. Because it's Mackey's is your not. last ever meal. I don't the think ha- I get any more enjoyment out of any other food apart from a McDonald's, so... It's true. Yeah, it is. Okay. When you get a good chicken sandwich, or, like, yeah, I mean. a chicken sandwich, big man. <laughs> and Mackey's when you're completely sober. 
Yes, you never have that. It makes me feel ill. You're just going to be like an avocado salad or something, isn't it? (laughs) Why did you have to ruin it? Is that your choice? No, mine is sushi. Oh, really? I am obsessed with sushi. I've watched documentaries on how sushi's made. It's like this art form. Uh But I just love it. I used to hate it as well. I used to be like, why would anyone eat raw fish? It's It's the Mackey rolls. Salmon maki. Salmon maki. I would yeah. just, I literally, I had it for dessert often. If we went, you to just get a portion of salmon maki though. And I just, I was, it just California rolls. I've never nice. had it before. Not, oh, I mean, I've had sushi, but just out of a packet in Asda, so it's yeah. probably not the same. Oh, you must have had a little. There must have been one there, a little salmon seaweed roll. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, probably, yeah, but it's not like the real thing, is it? If you have it from like no. Well, I would if you if you ever you know yo sushi. That's a yeah. an it's easy too mainstream. Yeah, yeah I've been to yo sushi, but I yeah. have like the beef and stuff like that. So it's not the like chicken that. katsu curry. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I retract my statement. But check out check out sushi. Maybe from Tesco. Actually, definitely not from Tesco. But you know. It, that would be it <laughs> I'd like that though on death row if they were like what would be your last meal I'd be like oh can I have some sushi please <laughs> that would be an interesting request what about yourself so mine would be a steak yes how do you have it cooked I've do you know what I've changed over the years and it depends what type of cut it is as well oh, what, cut would what you a go great for? answer that is <laughs> what, what cut would you go for I'd go for Philip first yeah so I, the first steak I ever had when I when I can't remember how old it was but I had a fillet and it was from Grill in New York Street I think in Manchester and it was the first steak I ever had it was like the nicest steak Dang. ever and I've never been able to like reach that level of steak of a good steak it's truly like a steak is simple but it's just so effective mm. Medium with peppercorn air. sauce peppercorn sauce yeah. yes mm-hmm. yes I like that all very good answers all very different answers yeah, yeah. but yeah look Elsa again I just want to say thank you so much for coming on finding a spare half an hour it's been a pleasure it's been me. yeah it's great to have different perspectives to our own and that's what we're going to try and do more and more um, have a new yeah a new thing to talk about each time and yeah, making sure that Ross and I <laughs> don't get our own perspective across, you know, too much, basically. It's yeah, nice yeah. to have different ones. So I guess I'll just outline what we're going to do for the next few episodes. So we've got another interview with Dylan, I believe, is going to come on and talk about not going to university, which would be uh, something that I don't think we've explored yet too much. Yeah, I don't think so. So that would be good. somewhat a landmark episode. And... After that, well, Ross and I are trying to do one episode per week where it's just me and him, and that's where we love feedback, especially off the back of this episode. If this, um, you know, if this really has resonated with you, and you'd like us to talk about it more, or you'd like to come on and talk about your own experience with with divorce, then obviously give us an email or find us on Instagram as well. And yeah, we will be tuning back in in the next few days. So. Looking forward to it. Yeah. See ya. Thank <laughs> you.